Al-Bayan Radio presents a brief explanation of the 40 hadith of Imam al-Nawawi presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Inna alhamdulillah na'hamaduhu wa nasta'inu wa nasta'gfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayyati amalina na yahdihillah falamudillalah wa man yudlil falantajida lahu waliyan murshida وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله الأحد القهار وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون Indeed all praise and thanks belongs to Allah tabarak wa ta'ala alone We seek his help, his assistance and guidance in all things He whom Allah tabarak wa ta'ala guides there is none that can misguide him and he whom Allah Taala leads astray, there is none that can guide him except through the will and permission of Allah Taala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashmi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind, O you who believe. Fear Allah as he deserves to be feared and do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Rabbi shrahli sadri wa yassirli amri wa ahlul uqtatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 61. And today we take hadith 40 out of the 42 hadith of Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah. Yani very very close. Today's hadith is narrated by Ibn Umar radiallahu an. Imam al-Nawi rahimahullah says An Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma qala Akhadha Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam biman kabayya Faqala Kun fid dunya ka'annaka gharibun aw'abiru sabilin Wa kana Ibn Umar وكان ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما يقول إذا أمسيت فلا تنتظر الصباح وإذا أصبحت وإذا أصبحت فلا تنتظر المساء وخذ من صحتك لمرضك ومن حياتك لموتك رواه البخاري on the authority of Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma who stated <coughs> that the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took me by the shoulders and said be in this world as though you were a stranger or a traveler along a path Ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma would say when evening comes do not expect to live till the morning and when morning comes, do not expect to live till the evening. Take from your health for your illness and for your life, and from your life for your death, collected by Imam al-Bukhari. Now this hadith is very, very important, but the main concept of this hadith, alhamdulillah, we have taken. Because this hadith is focusing on az-zuhd. It is focusing on asceticism, 
your connection to the dunya, how you are supposed to be in this dunya, how you are going to be in this worldly life in preparation for al-akhirah. That's what this hadith is regarding. Now this hadith, my brothers and sisters, is a hadith that is instrumental for every single Muslim to understand. Kun dunya Be in this world as if you were a stranger or or a traveler along a path. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in Surah Ghafir verse 39, He says, relating the stories of Bani Israel, Fir'aun, then he says a beautiful verse that is applicable to every Muslim. He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his noble word, Ya qawmi innama hadihi al-hayatu dunya mata'a wa inna al-akhirata hiya daru al-qarar O people, truly, this life of the world is nothing but a quick and passing enjoyment. And verily, the hereafter is the everlasting home. This world is something that is fleeting, something that is not going to remain. But the hereafter, that is Darul Qarar. Darul Qarar, the place where we'll never come to cease, never come to stop existing, the place you will be for the rest of your lives after you die. A life where no death exists. That is Darul Qarar. That is what you are supposed to be hoping for, longing for, and preparing for. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not tell us that this is mata', something small. It's not important. What is important is Darul Qarar. So what are you doing for Darul Qarar? Does it make sense that you set your roots here and prepare nothing for there? Does that make sense why Allah is telling you that this world is nothing? It's matar, it's small, it's something that's fleeting. It's something that's going to go away. So how is your relationship to this dunya? That's matar. Something that is just fleeting in comparison to Darul Qarar. If that is Darul Qarar, then what are you doing for that? To prepare yourself for that? What are you doing so that you can achieve the highest ranks there and being avoided from Darul Qarar? Where? In Jahannam also. Darul Qarar is the Akhirah. It's going to be يعني, a place where you're going to be there forever. The Akhirah. Now you can be in the Akhirah either in Jannah or in Jahannam. Because death doesn't exist in both places. Yani the hadith is that when the people of Jannah enter Jannah and the people of Jahannam enter Jahannam, death will be brought forward and everyone will be made to see it. As a sheep. An animal, and then it will be slaughtered. And then 
there will be nothing such as death itself. No more dying. In Jahannam, you don't die. You don't get put out of your misery, but your skin gets replaced. Your face will be put from fire to fire, turned constantly. Or you will have angels hammering at your head. So many punishments of the hellfire we don't have time to go through. But things that should kill you instantaneously, no, you're going to be doing that for the rest of your life and your life has no end. Darul Qarar, ever living, everlasting, no end, no nihaya. So what are you doing in this small time in preparation for your everlasting life? Because it can go two ways. There's no in-between. You're not going to either يعني, live forever in somewhere يعني, in between. Al-A'raf is only for a certain time. You're going to end up going to a place or another. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the people of Jannah, Ya Rabb. Then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in a very, very important hadith that's found in Musnad Imam Ahmad Ali al-Sahih. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, Mali walid dunya wa ma ana dunya He says, what is the world to me and what am I to this world? <clears throat> He's showing all of us what the Prophet himself and in sense what is humankind in comparison to the world. What's our relationship? How is it meant to be understood? The Prophet wasallam he says, إِنَّمَا مَثَلِي وَمَثَلُ الدُّنْيَا كَرَاكِبٍ ظَلَّ تَحْتَ الشَّجَرَةِ ثُمَّ رَاحَ he says that my connection to the dunya, the example of this world and myself, is that of a rider who seeks shelter under the shade of a tree. After he rests, he leaves it. Scholars of hadith, some of them, they say that the rest, this taking the shelter of يعني, the shade of the tree, is like the time of the Qaylula. Who knows what a Qaylula is? Come on. No one? This is from the Sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, my brothers and sisters. Al Qaylula is the midday nap. Come on, you're all supposed to know this one. This is for you, ya The midday nap. Now, in the Middle Eastern countries, the Qaylula is a time that no one mucks around about. No, this is. We are sleeping from Dhuhr till Asr because it's too hot outside. But the Sunnah, the prophetic method of Al Qaylula, is that it should be done before Dhuhr. You have a busy time from Fajr, or well, technically, hopefully, Qiyamul Layl, but yalla, let's just say Fajr. Stop laughing. <laughs> You're busy from Qiyamul Layl or Fajr, or Fajr, we'll leave it, or Fajr. All the way up until just before Dhuhr. 10, 20 minutes. You're supposed to have a little bit of a power nap to get you through the rest of the day. Not a full blown sleep, blankets included. Ma'asalama, the bloke's tucked away, wakes up after Maghrib. <laughs> you missed three prayers in the process, Habibi. Not a full blown sleep, a little power nap. And this is from the Sunnah of the Prophet. 
Why are we talking about this? This is the shortest type of sleep that is mentioned in Arabic. It's a sleep, but it's a very yani, minuscule amount of sleep. It's tiny. It's not a full-blown deep sleep. Yani, what's the deep sleep called when you, yani, you're, in, uh, you're, you're dreaming? What, does anyone know? No one? Come on, we don't have any dreamers today. Astaghfirullah. What is REM sleep? REM sleep. So I, none of you has told me. La hawla la quwata illa billah. Yani, the deep sleep where your body goes through the processes of yani, replenishing your body is REM sleep, right? REM, REM sleep. It's a deep state of sleep. And they say that if you're in the process of this and you wake up, you wake up groggy and you don't wake up fresh. And it usually the cycle, your sleep cycle is about three and a half hours or three hours, about that much. But anyways, no, <laughs> why do we know so much about sleep? That's a problem. But the issue at hand is that the qaylula is a small amount of sleep. And their scholars have stated that your life in this dunya is like a power nap. A 20 minute power nap. In comparison to all of your life. Who remembers a power nap they had six, seven years ago? Six, seven years ago, do you remember it? Billahi alayk, do you remember it? No, you don't. You don't remember it because it's so tiny in comparison to your real life. 20 minutes of your time. You forget proper things that you've done for hours, projects you've done for years. You forget that. Yani you, sometimes you forget what school you went to, ahyanan, what, what, who was your year three teacher who you spent a year with. Off the top of your head, some, you'll think about it, you'll get it eventually. But if I asked you, who was your fourth grade teacher? You spent an entire year with them. This is even more than that. This is a tiny, tiny amount of sleep. That rests under that tree. And then you leave it. That is like what the dunya is to the akhirah. Nothing. Nothing to compare. Because why? This is mata. Something fleeting. Something that's small, something that's minuscule, something that's tiny. And Darul Qarar is Al Akhirah. So the Prophet says, My example is like the rider. Like the rider, like a traveler. And he goes to rest. Something that he's not taking. And when you go and you're going to take a power nap, you don't take your tent out, you don't get a fire going, you don't get anything. You just sew down, tie your camel. Buy a horse and then you just have a little power nap under the shade of a tree because you don't have to get your tent out, you don't have to do anything. It's a shade, it's nice, cool, calm, collected. And then you have your little power nap and then you leave. That is your connection to the dunya. You don't set your roots here as if you're never going to die. You're not here everlasting. You don't think because now when we think of a tree, we think we're going to last longer than the tree will live. You think that the, and you're going to be there all of your life and you're going to see the death of this tree. That's how يعني, we're living through this world. We've flipped everything. Everything is inversed. But you are supposed to be just there, take your, your rest and then leave. That rest is for a purpose. The, the example given by the Prophet ﷺ is a traveler. Sometimes as a traveler, you need something in purpose of your pursuit which is your end goal. Sometimes when you're driving, doing a long drive, it's better for you for rest to rest 10-15 minutes than to keep driving and having an accident. Stop, revive, survive. We've all seen the signs. We've all seen the signs. So over here, what I'm saying, my brothers and sisters, is for that travel, sometimes you have to do something for that travel. 
So over here, we are going to the Akhirah. So the rest that we are supposed to be doing for that travel is Al-Ibadah, is worship. And that is what is going to get us to Al-Akhirah. And insha'Allah, Al-Jannah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his paradise, Ya Rabb. Abu Dhar Al-Ghifari, and we took this great Sahabi and his Zuhd, his asceticism, he was one of the greatest of the Zuhad, the ascetics of the Sahaba. Now, someone entered his home and questioned him and said, Oh, Abu Dhar, you don't have anything here. Yani, where are your furnishings? Where, what, what do you have yani, over here? We don't see anything here. What's, what's wrong? And he says, we're building a house. And yani, we have a house and we're working for that house. All right, so we have a home that we're moving to. So over here, يعني, what you assume from this is he has another house that he's building and all his furniture is there. But he knows what his other home is, is the house that he has in Jannah. He's preparing for that home in, in the Akhirah. So he doesn't want anything, he doesn't need anything because his ham is over there. And they said, يعني, you're over here, you still need something. يعني, you're still in this house, relax, you're not there yet. So he says... That the sahib al-bayt, the owner of this house, he doesn't let me. He doesn't let me get anything for it because why? He might kick me out any day. You might die at any moment. So there's no point in having it. That is the way that this sahabi used to think. That this dunya is nothing. That if I'm going to do something, it's not going to be for the benefit of this world. It's the benefit of the akhirah. It's going to be for the hereafter. Everything that we do is for the hereafter. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his favor, Ya Rabb. It is from the saying of the wise of the Arab. They would say that this world is fleeting. It's something that's going and it's something that's not coming back. <clears throat> you can't go back in time. You can't do anything for it. And it's not going to last. This dunya is fleeting. It's going away. And it's not going to last. It's going to come to an end. Whereas al-akhirah is something that is everlasting and it's something that you haven't reached yet. So why are you preparing for this world and neglecting Al-Akhirah? Why are you neglectful of your duties for the Akhirah, but for this world you'll do anything? You're running in a race, a rat race, circles, but for the Akhirah nothing. And this shows that either you have a lacking in one or two things. Either you have a lacking of your belief in Al-Akhirah, that there is something, that there is coming a, يعني, a day of judgment, a resurrection. You don't really believe it. Or you think you're going to live forever. Either you don't believe that you're going to be resurrected and there's going to be a Jahannam and Jannah and there's a point to work for it. Or you don't think you're going to die, you think you're going to live forever. And both of these, يعني, we know to be null and void. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rabb. Now, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he states, live in this world as if you're a stranger, a gharib. And al-gharib is a place who lives in a place, yet he's a stranger, someone who is unknown, someone who takes care of his own work until he needs to leave it. Someone who takes care of his business, someone who takes care of whatever he has to do, and then he leaves. Preparing because he doesn't want to be involved, he doesn't want to be established, he doesn't want to be someone who's generally been around and everyone knows and points to him and everyone can say that is his house and his grandfather's house is there. And He's not about that. He wants to be someone that's just under the radar. 
someone who's not settled in one place. In the sense where if he wants to move, it's not going to cause a commotion. He's a gharib, a stranger. And the Prophet says, says عابر سبيل or that he is a traveler someone who's not settled someone who's going from place to place someone who's going along a path now the first one his heart is not intertwined with where he is staying but rather he has the main focus of pleasing his lord not the people he wants to be under the he doesn't care about the people he's a stranger he doesn't want anything from the people. He's looking for only the rida of Allah, the pleasure of Allah. And the second is a traveler whose heart is only set on his journey and his destination. He's going to a place and that's where he's focused on. When you're traveling, you're thinking about where you're going. And everything that you do is not for anything but your destination in getting there. Yani when you go for a long drive, you're not going to pack every single item that you have you're only going to take just what is enough <laughs> just imagine someone says no but I live in my caravan you're not going to take every item that you own <laughs> you're only going to take that which you need you're not along the way if you stop somewhere you're not going to try to buy the entire shop because you have nowhere to put it you're not going to be burdened by more things you're only going to take that which you need that which helps you along your path. That which helps you get to your destination. And that is the purpose of a traveler. The traveler's point is getting from point A to B and anything, if he loses his way, he tries to get back to it. If he, يعني, if he go, takes the wrong turn, he tries to find the, the way back. He turns around, comes back, he takes the next left and the next left and he's back on the road. Then a right. Takes the left, then a left, then a right. يعني, you get it, you understand. Now, the main focus through this is that your ham being a stranger and being a traveler is that you have nothing that you want from this dunya. Your main aim is your purpose. Your purpose is the akhirah. Your purpose is to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, the statement of Ibn Umar is يعني, if you sleep, then Yani when you go to sleep, don't expect to wake up. And when you wake up, don't expect to sleep. Don't say that I'm going to do something tomorrow. No, because you might not get there. Don't postpone your tawbah till tomorrow. No, stop everything now. Because you you're not promised anything. Live as if today is your last day and tonight is your last night. Live as if death is at your doorstep, that you are going to die. Live as if... That you have nothing in your life except the only reality that you live is that Allah is watching me and He will take my soul today. If you do that, are you going to play around? If you do that, will you try to sleep in a way that you are unpleased? Yani Allah is not pleased with you? Without doing your tawbah, without stopping all your haram, without having plans for the next day of haram. Imagine being resurrected and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that the next day you were planning to meet such and such who was haram for you. Wallahi anjad. Imagine that Allah takes your soul whilst you were going, doing something that was haram. How many people die in car accidents? How many people heart attacks? How many people get a stroke? How many people get blood clots? Die instantaneously. A minute they're healthy, the next they're not. 
People now, 38 years old, 40 years old, 20, 18, go to Rookwood. Go to, to, go to the cemetery and just look at the dates. Go to the Muslim section and go and just look at when people died. Just do the age. There are infants, one, two years old, Bil Kathra. So many of them. Children, children, why do you think you're not going to die? Who's given you this يعني, promise of a long life? So when you go to sleep, don't expect that you are going to what? Wake up. Make sure you do your tawbah and make sure that if you do that, make sure that you have prepared something for your akhirah. Imagine if I had told you that by Allah, you are going to, to die tonight. Tonight, you're going to die. Are you going to go and say, oh, Wallah, I just need to go Mecca, I'll come back. <laughs> Would you say it? Tell me. <laughs> no, you won't. Sheikh just in the middle of a meal right now. Can you come back later? No, it doesn't work like that. If I told you that that was it, you'll drop everything. You'll come to the masjid. You'll beg the person, don't lock the door on me. I'm going to stay here till tomorrow. Don't, please let me stay here forever. <laughs> I'm going to die tonight. That is the reality that you're supposed to live with. As if you're going to die tonight. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rabb. And then Ibn Umar radiallahu anhumah, he says, and take from your health for, take from your health for the times that you are sick and take from your life for when you die. And this is subhanallah, probably يعني, the most famous hadith regarding zuhd. But I want you to all just focus on the initial part of the hadith. Ibn Umar, one of the young companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, says that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam took me by my shoulders, both of my shoulders, biman kabayya. He held me from, يعني, he was facing him and his hands were like him, like this. On his shoulders. Face to face. When you do something like that, the, what's coming next, next is important. It's advice from a Nabi to a beloved companion. And this is something that's very important. That the way that the Prophet ﷺ was with his companions was just so that he could advise them was in a way that they would want to take the advice, not harsh. Look at you at how you're doing. No, you need to live your life as a stranger. No. Calmly. In a way that's loving. In a way that makes you... Yani he's saying this, he still remembers exactly how the Prophet took him. He took me by my shoulders. It's an intimate thing. It's a very face-to-face -face thing. Imagine this is the Prophet of Allah and he's giving advice. Be in this world as if you're a stranger or a traveler. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. Now, this statement of Ibn Umar is very, very important. Uh, and parts of it are found in other ahadith. Yani Ibn Abbas says in a hadith that is found in Sahih al-Bukhari, ni'matani maghbunun fihima kathirun min al-nasi al-sihha wal-faraq. That two blessings that the people are heedless about, are heedless regarding, are good health and free time. Stop wasting your time. Anjad, stop wasting your time. Be busy. Be busy. Stop being tired. We have an ummah that is just tired. Be busy. Work harder. Put an effort in. Put something for your akhirah. You have free time now and that free time will not always exist. 
Be busy. Stop making excuses. Genuinely, you need to make yourselves busy with that which is good. You need to make sure that you don't يعني, squander your time, waste your time. Living a life of heedlessness, something that يعني, even if you're not doing anything haram, you're sitting. And you're waiting for, يعني, you're at a restaurant, you're waiting for your meal to come out, read something. Do some istighfar, some basic things when you're driving 30 minutes on the road to get to work. Read some istighfar, do something. Listening to the news. Listening to the news, like for how long? For how long? 30, 40 minutes of listening to the news? 40 minutes going, 40 minutes coming. What could happen in 12 hours? Wallah. That's so different from your life. And you need to listen. To, okay, if you listen to news, yalla, listen to 15 minutes on the way back. And half of the time, it's talk back radio. It has no benefit whatsoever. People asking, oh, what did your boss do to you today? What's wrong with you? We need to stop wasting our time as a community. Stop wasting your time in online jadal. Online warfare with deviant and this guy and that guy. Don't waste your time. Focus on that which benefits you and your community. Focus on being avoidant from the fitna. Focus on making sure that you are working for your akhirah, not someone else's. Keep your tongue safe from the honor of others. Don't waste your time. As-suha, good health, wal-faraq. Free time, don't waste it. And the Prophet wasallam says, Kathirun min nas so many of the people, most of the people, Kathir, a lot of the people, are heedless and neglectful about these two. What are they? Ni'matan. Not everyone gets this. It's blessings of Allah. People from the moment they are born are born sick, ahyanan. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to cure the sick. But this is something that not everyone is given. The Prophet ﷺ says in a hadith that's found in Shu'ab al-Iman and it's يعني, authentic on Ibn Abbas also. That the Prophet ﷺ said, take it five before five. Take advantage of five before five. We know the hadith. Take advantage of five before five things happen. Your youth before your old age. Don't expect to be studying later on when you're old and doing hajj when you're old and umrah when you're old and fasting when you're old. Take advantage of your youth, your power. Take advantage of your youth before your old age. Take advantage of the amount of work that you can put in now and the huge amounts of benefit that you can get. The Prophet ﷺ says, take advantage before your health, before your sickness, because you are going to be sick. You are going to be sick. So take advantage. When you're healthy, do that which you can carry on because you're sick. We know the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ that if someone is down on something, is consistent on something in his sickness, and is unable to do something because of a marad, he still gets the reward. As if he did it. As if, he gets, as, as if he has done this act of worship. So for instance, you were praying Qiyamul Layl all your life. And then subhanAllah, something happens and you're in a state. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. 
but you're in a state of coma, for instance. One year, two years, three years, you would dawam on your prayers, you still get that reward. Subhanallah, the favor of Allah, that you will get the reward of that which you are consistent upon. The third is your richness before your poverty. You're going to lose money. So use your wealth now. You have Allah has given you. Use your wealth now. Give in charity. Build a masjid in Auckland. Build a masjid in anywhere in the world. Yani you're raising funds for a masjid in New Zealand. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them all that they need, Ya Rabb. Build يعني, whatever you can for your akhirah. Spend now before you don't have anything to spend on. And then what do you do? خلاص. Then the Prophet ﷺ says, use your free time before you get busy. Before you start working. Before you don't have time. One kid, two kids. السلامة, there goes your time. Now we have brothers, six, seven kids. <laughs> I know a brother who has ten children. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect him, his children and his wife. But he's still busy. MashaAllah. And subhanAllah, he still has free time. And he's busy in his free time, mashaAllah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect him, Ya Rabb. And the Prophet says, your life before your death, you are going to die. You are going to die. So make sure that you act like it. Make sure that you can see that, yeah, and this person he understands is going to die soon. If it's not soon, it's going to be sooner than later. It's, you can't prolong your life. You can't make sure that you die later. You can't, if death comes at your door, you're dead. And you can't do anything for your akhirah once you are dead. How many of the ahadith, how many ayahs in the Quran do you need to tell you that they will wish to do one sajda? That they will wish they will be able to go back to the dunya. They will be crying out, Ya laytana. Oh, we wish, oh, we wish, oh, we wish. But nothing. Nothing. You can't go back at that time. Khalas. Live for your akhirah in your life. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. Before we end, I want to go through one, one more mas'ala. Alhamdulillah, we've covered the hadith, but the word al-ghuraba, strangers. Everyone loves that word, huh? The strangers, you know. Come on, brothers, a bit more haraka, my brothers. Do you like the word or not, ya Ya, alhamdulillah, he likes the word, mashaAllah. Al-ghuraba, the strangers. He, he, he says it sounds good, alhamdulillah. We woke up now, mashaAllah alayk. Now in Surah Al-Tirmidhi, we find who are the strangers. We know that the strangers is something that's a very good thing. Who are the strangers themselves? In Sunan Tirmidhi, the hadith that is sound, Amr ibn Awf, radiallahu anhi, says, and Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, قال, إِنَّ الدِّينَ بَدَأَ غَرِيبًا وَيَرْجِعُ غَرِيبًا فَطُوبًا لِلْغُرَبًا Indeed, this religion appeared as something strange and will return as something strange. Yani just now, how yani the Prophet ﷺ, he, when he came out with his faith, yani when he received revelation, then everyone saw it was something new, something strange. It wasn't that everyone was a Muslim. Yes? No? Everyone? Yani, come on, shake heads. Yes. We know that yani when the Islam, when it came to the Prophet ﷺ, at times there were only three, four Muslims. And they were persecuted, punished because they were qilla, they were the strange ones. These guys are weird. They, they only pray to one God. What about the 350 other ones? Yani, it's something strange to them. They're used to something. This is not normal to them. Why don't they yani, rip off their wives? Why don't they kill their children? Why, why aren't they drinking with us? Why aren't they? Why aren't they? Why aren't, because they're strange. 
It's the different ones. And the Prophet says, and it's going to become strange again. It's going to become strange. And this is the time we're living in now. Wear this, athobe. Go down CBD, see how much stairs you get. Don't, don't do it because there's too much fitna, but like, unless you have a purpose for it. But like, I'm just saying, hypothetically speaking, if someone went out looking like this with a beard, and he's looking down, he's not looking at all the fitna and the fahish. And there's another one. Some people are like, oh no, we can go and look. No, lower your gaze. People think you're strange. Something's wrong with you. Why isn't he looking at me in my eye? Why isn't he looking? He's probably, he's probably autistic, bro. This looks... <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, الَّذِينَ يُصْلِحُونَ مَا أَفْسَدَ النَّاسِ مِنْ بَعْدِي مِنْ بَعْدِي مِنْ سُنَّتِي He says, فَطُوبَ لِلْغُرَبَاءِ Glad tidings to the strangers. Right, this is glad tidings. فَطُوبَ can either be a tree in Jannah or it can be glad tidings. But it's something good. طُوبَ لِلْغُرَبَاءِ Glad tidings to the strangers. And then he says, the Prophet ﷺ, who are they? He says, they are the ones who fix that which the people corrupted after me from my sunnah. They are the strangers. People after the Prophet ﷺ went off the way. We know this to be the case. But they fix it. How do they fix it? By coming back to what Allah and His Messenger were upon. What the Messenger was upon, that is what they come back to. After the Prophet ﷺ died, people diverged. People went astray. But Tuba Lil glad tiding to the strangers, it's not just because you're locked up, khalas. You went down for yani some brothers, they think they're strangers because they went in for crimes, they were ripping ATMs or whatever it is. Right? Drug dealers and they think oh, we're in jail, habas, it's like the anbiya, it's like the prophets. It doesn't work like that. You killed someone, bro. <laughs> it wasn't for anything religious. So why do you think Tuba Lil They're not persecuting you because you're religious. You went into jail because you did a crime. This is not what the ghuraba is. Not because you get a tattoo and la ilaha illallah on there or something. Or that you go outside and you're looking for deviants and you're slapping them and you're saying, yeah, ghuraba. Or it's not just you're pumping the nasheed and bondai. Or... It doesn't work like this, my brothers. And this is more for the brothers. Ghuraba, who are they? The ones that fix what people corrupted. And sunnah, we took this. It's not just hadith. It's the way of the Prophet. The aqeedah of the Prophet, the manhaj of the Prophet, the way the Prophet lived his life and carried out in his beliefs. They corrupted his aqeedah, they corrupted his manhaj, and they corrupted his words. Who are the ghuraba? Who is this يعني, glad tidings of the Prophet for? Tuba lil ghuraba, those who fixed that which people corrupted. يعني, it means that one, it can be fixed. That which is corrupted from the aqeedah that are, that are fasida, the aqeedah that are not correct, and the manhaj that are not upon the way of the Quran and the Sunnah and the Salaf of this, of, of this nation, Salaf and Salih, if it's against that, it can still be fixed according to this hadith. They fix, that's who the ghuraba is. And there's no point saying glad tidings to the strangers, those who fix nothing, because it can't be fixed. Doesn't make sense. You can only fix that which is broken, but that means it can be fixed. So you can go back to that way of the Prophet ﷺ and his companions. This is who the ghuraba are. 
in another hadith, the companions actually asked, O oh, Messenger of Allah, who are the ghuraba? In another hadith, as found in Muslim Imam Ahmad, the Prophet ﷺ was asked, and he says, Unasun salihun fi unasin su. Good people surrounded by evil people. And those who oppose them are greater than them. Firqatun Najiyah. The saved sect. The way of the Prophet ﷺ, the way of the companions and the way of the Salaf and those who followed in their ways. Upon the Quran and the Sunnah. And this religion, my brothers and sisters, is not going to be easy to hold in this time. It is going to be like the Prophet ﷺ stated, like a hot burning coal. It's not going to be easy being Muslim. And I'm not saying that it's easy being Muslim. Especially when you're surrounded by so much fitan, so much fasad, so much corruption. It's not easy to not be a cheater in this system. It's not easy to not be a liar in this system. It's not easy to not womanize when there's so much promiscuity outside. But you have to do this. Because why? This is not Darul Qarar. You can't live your life as if this is a place just for you to feast on your hawa, your lust and desires. This is for you to be striving for al akhirah. My brothers and sisters, sisters, this is also for you. Wallahi, it's not easy wearing a hijab and niqab in this state. Wallahi, it is not. Brothers and sisters, brothers, you have to know that in the heat, wallahi, it's not easy for a sister to wear a hijab and a niqab. A proper Islamic shari hijab. Wallahi, it's not easy. Anjad, it's not easy. And we can't take this for granted. Yes, it is strange, but this is why you are supposed to be doing it. Because you have this reward. And your reward is nothing but Jannah, insha'Allah. Sisters, hold firm. Wallahi, it is easy. It's slippery slope outside. There are wolves in sheep's clothing. Wallahi, they're there. And all they are looking is for you to slip up just once. Brothers, you are responsible for your homes. Make sure that you're making sure that this is not Darul Qarar for your family. Instill in them that this is just the dunya. Mata'. Fleeting and not lasting. And the akhirah is what you are working for. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for al akhirah and Jannah in al akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make our ham al akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us our sins. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us of those who are with the prophets and those who are truthful and those who are martyrs in al firdaus al a'la. Barakallahu feekum wa sallallahu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Jazakumullahu khayran wa salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi. This program was presented by Al Bayan Radio. The voice of Ahl-Sunnah wal-Jama'ah.